All right, COP, now for our Old Testament passage. Let's turn over to Leviticus chapter 25, verse 1, and we're going to go through chapter 26, verse 13 together this morning. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you, the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years you shall sow your fields, and for six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather in its fruits. But the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall not sow your fields nor prune your vineyards. You shall not reap what grows on itself in your harvest or gather any grapes of your undressed vine. It shall be a solemn year of rest for the land." Everything in life needs a Sabbath, and everything in life needs a cycle. The world goes on a cycle. The earth goes on a cycle. Your body goes on a cycle. We've got days, weeks, months, years. Everything is created in cycles, and everything needs its rest. The Sabbath of the land shall provide food for you, for yourself, and for your male and female slaves, and for your hired workers, and the sojourner who lives with you, and for your cattle, and for the wild animals that are in your land. All its yield shall be for food. You shall count seven weeks of years, seven times seven years, so that... The time of the seven weeks of years shall give you forty-nine years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet on the tenth of the seventh month. On the day of atonement you shall sound the trumpet throughout all your land, and you shall consecrate the fifth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you when each of you shall return to his property, and each of you shall return to his clan." That fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. In it you shall never sow nor reap what grows of itself, nor gather the grapes from undressed vines, for it is jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat the produce of the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his property. And if you make a sale to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor, you shall not wrong one another. You shall pay your neighbor according to the number of years after the jubilee, and he shall sell to you according to the number of years for the crops. If the years are many, you shall increase the price, and if the years are few, you shall reduce the price, for it is the number of the crops that he is selling to you. You shall not wrong one another, but you shall fear your God, for I am the Lord your God. Therefore you shall do my statutes and keep my rules." and perform them, and then you will dwell in the land securely. The land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill and dwell in it securely. And if you say, What shall we eat in the seventh year if we may not sow and gather our crop? I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, so that it will produce a crop that is sufficient for three years. God has everything planned out. When you sow in the eighth year, you will be eating some of the old crop, and you shall eat the old until the ninth year when the crop arrives. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine, for you are strangers and sojourners with me. And in all the country you possess, you shall allow a redemption of the land. If your brother becomes poor and sells part of his property, then his nearest redeemer shall come and redeem what his brother had sold. 
If a man has no one to redeem it, and then himself becomes prosperous and finds sufficient means to redeem it, let him calculate the years since he sold it and pay it back to the balance of the man whom he sold it, then return to his property. But if he does not have sufficient means to recover it, then what he sold shall remain in the hand of the buyer until the year of Jubilee. In the Jubilee, it shall be released and he shall be returned to his property. Here, God had things laid out to make sure that everyone had a fresh start, that the future generations were going to be okay, that even if this current generation screwed things up, 50 years later, there was hope again. There was future again. That's an awesome God that we serve. If a man sells a dwelling house in a walled city, he may redeem it within a year of the sale. For a full year, he shall have the right of redemption. If it is not redeemed within a full year, then the house and the walled city shall belong in perpetuity to the buyer throughout his generations. It shall not be released in the Jubilee. But the house of the villages that have no wall around them shall be classified with the fields of the land. They may be redeemed. They shall be released in the Jubilee. As for the cities of the Levites, the Levites may redeem at any time the houses in the cities that they possess. And if one of the Levites exercise his right of redemption, then the house that is sold in the city they possess shall be released in the Jubilee. For the houses in the cities of the Levites are their possession among the people of Israel. But the fields of pasture land belonging to the cities may not be sold, for that is their possession forever. If your brother becomes poor and cannot maintain himself with you, you shall support him as though he were a stranger and a sojourner, and he shall live with you. Take no interest from him or profit, but fear your God, that your brother may live beside you. You shall not lend him your money at interest, nor give him your food for profit. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan to be your God. If your brother becomes poor besides you and sells himself to you, you shall not make him serve as a slave. He shall be with you as a hired worker and as a sojourner. He shall serve with you until the year of Jubilee. Again, there's a reset at that time as well. Then he shall go out from you, he and his children with him, and go back to his own clan and return to the possessions of his fathers. For they are my servants who I brought out of the land of Egypt, and they shall not be sold as slaves. You shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear for your God. And as for your male and female servants, whom you may have, you may buy male and female slaves from among the nations that are around you. You may also buy from among the strangers who sojourn with you their clans that are with you, who have been born into your land, and they may be your property. You may bequeath them to your sons after you to inherit as a possession forever. You may make slaves out of them, but over your brothers and the people of Israel you shall not rule one over another ruthlessly. If a stranger or a sojourner with you becomes rich, and your brother beside him becomes poor, and sells himself to the stranger or sojourner with you or a member to the stranger's clan, then after he is sold he may be redeemed. One of his brothers may redeem him, and his uncle or his cousin may redeem him, or a close relative from his clan may redeem him, or if he grows rich he may redeem himself." He shall calculate with which the buyer from the year which he sold himself to them until the year of Jubilee, and the price of his sale shall vary with the number of years. 
the time that was with his owner shall be rated as a time of a hired worker. If there are still many years left, he shall pay proportionately for his redemption some of his sale price. If there remain but a few years until the jubilee, he shall calculate and pay for his redemption in proportion to his year of service. He shall treat him as a worker hired by year by year. He shall not rule ruthlessly over him in your sight. And if he is not redeemed by these means, then he and his children with him shall be released in the year of Jubilee. For it is to me that the people of Israel are servants. They are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Chapter 26. You shall not make idols for yourself or erect an image or pillar. You shall not set up figured stones in your land or bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reference my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and observe my commands and do them, then I will give you your rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit again. You will be known by your fruit, what you work for, what you produce, as we saw in our Psalms passage today. Your threshings shall last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last to the time of sowing, and you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land of security. I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid, and I will remove harmful beasts from the land, and the sword shall not go through your land. You shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and will confirm my covenant in you. That is what God does. He confirms things in you, COP. You shall eat the old store long kept, and you shall clear out the old to make way for the new. I will make my dwelling among you and my soul not abhor you, and I will make you and will be your God, and you shall be my people. So here God's saying, you know what? I'm going to be there. I'm going to walk around you. I'm going to be around you. I'm right there. You're going to know me. I'm going to know you. I'll be your God. You're going to be my people. And the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of sin, that you shall not be slaves. And I have broken the bars of your yoke and make you walk erect. God has come and sent his son so that we can be free from this bondage, free from the slavery, free from the past, free from the sin, and everything can start new and fresh. What a wonderful and amazing Heavenly Father we serve. Let's remember this as we worship our Heavenly Father some more this morning. Let the name of Jesus rise and take you one step higher. 
All right, we're going to wrap up today with our New Testament passage. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 25 together. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples. He said to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt, a young donkey, on which no one has ever sat, brand new and the best for him. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at the door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let him go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. They honored him. And he went out who was before and who and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Here people are seeing him. Here he was on display as he's going through the city, as he's riding, as these people are calling out Hosanna. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, and it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came to Bethany, he was hungry. After seeing in the distance a fig tree, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it and found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and who brought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. Things are not supposed to happen in the church. It's not the place for the business. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you made it into a den of robbers. Hey guys, remember, this is the purpose. It is to worship God. It's not for buy and sell. It's not to do all this other stuff. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him. They were touching. He was touching their money. He was touching their power. He was touching their authority. And they wanted nothing to do that. They wanted nothing to do with him. It was going to cost them money. It was going to cost them power. It was going to cost them their name. It was going to cost them their reputation. And immediately they were seeking a way to destroy him. For they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter reminded him and said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. No one's perfect. 
We all make mistakes. We've all screwed up. We've all sinned. We've all done something. But when you stand and you're praying, make sure you forgive those in your heart that you feel have wronged you and ask for forgiveness, those that you have wronged, so that God himself is going to forgive you too. These are some important principles that we learned as we read through the Bible together. Now, let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that it teaches us how we should live, what we should do, and how we should go. Lord, be with us today as we go forth and make decisions, as we go and experience life. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for your hand of protection and prosperity that are around us. Lord, we thank you that you've sent your angels to be guards around us. And Lord, we thank you that sickness and disease shall not have any power, shall not have any dominion over our household. But Lord, the blessings of a tither shall flow. We worship you, Father. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness. And Lord, we pray the words that we read today, your words, Lord God, will be able to apply them in our heart and see them come to pass in our life. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, Lord Jesus, because, Father, you are so worthy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, COP, have a really awesome day, and I will see you soon. Take care and God bless.